0: be his choice a golden girls podcast what, what's the look
1: i like a little greeting oh. up front a little hey how are you
0: well, <laughs> straight to business that didn't look like a uh, that didn't look like an approving look it looked more confused if anything else <laughs> it did. i was
2: waiting for brent to interrupt and alan looked like uh, almost taken aback. that didn't I happen know. right exactly.
0: just went straight to
1: business it's, it's, it's not the kind of thing that encourages me to leave 40 bucks on the nightstand <laughs>
0: Well oh, uh well, as you can already tell, um <laughs> I am I, Alan and uh joined by How could they
2: tell that just from what we've said? <laughs> right. <laughs> They're new listeners, they'd have no idea. <laughs>
0: Well, if they're new listeners, then hopefully they're in for a treat and not a trick. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I are not talk...
1: recording it, nor will it drop anywhere near Halloween. Right. <laughs> nor did it originally air anywhere near Halloween.
0: <laughs> but the words started coming out of my mouth and I had to complete a exactly. sentence. You so... always got that long tail in mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Halloween somewhere. Right. <laughs> it depends on your you know on what how you view time and the <laughs> passage of it and such exactly um, so anyways though uh i am joined by a a person who would push a stranger out of the way step on her hand and give her a, <laughs> a, a an elbow to the forehead just for a batman hat brent hello <laughs> and uh <laughs> and our podcast without this guy would be like saint sigmund's day without the headless boy <laughs> ski
2: can't have that
0: <laughs> right exactly so uh, today, uh, Brent will be doing our recap mm-hmm. for us, yeah. uh, but before we kick off, I did have a couple uh, listener interactions, if you don't mind. Okay, yeah, let's, let's hear what's going on in uh, Sophia's Choice Nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually quite a few, I mean, we've had quite a few interactions, but I'm only going to go through a few today, because yeah. we're, we're recording a few things, yeah. a few episodes today, but mm-hmm. um, but I did get one from uh, from Angel, oh, yeah. ASMR, and yeah. uh, she a little, says that... Uh, Hi. They're a bit behind because her uh, her husband, mm-hmm. uh, who is her editor, is in school, too, um, and trying to work. And I, I said, okay. you know, we totally understand yeah. how that is. absolutely. But she did make a video for you, actually. Really? Brad. For mm-hmm. me? Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, specifically, she, uh, you had mentioned in a podcast about crumpling uh, <laughs> wrapping paper, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so she made a video of her crumpling some wrapping paper nice. for her cat. So yeah, you might check out Angel ASMR channel um, do. if you'd like to hear that. Okay. She also sent us a voice message, but maybe we'll save that for a... Uh, Yeah. For the next episode. Indeed. Um, Let's see here. We had a, like I said, there's several things, but I'm just going to hit on a couple today. Um, We got a message from a a new listener, uh, or at least someone who's a new, New, uh, I guess she's new because she says it was her first listen. Angie Smith uh, sent us a message. Um, She said that she was listening to her first ever episode today. It was Uh Love Under the Big Top. Oh, yeah. was her first one. Yeah. And she was cracking up at work today, so thanks for the laugh. Nice. And the uh, the Medicare. Um, <laughs> 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 so, uh, uh, we uh, she asked if we were going to be going to Golden Con in Chicago uh, next mm-hmm. month with with. At this point, it's probably already passed by the time this is hitting, but it's uh-huh. in April. Gotcha. Um, and I said that uh, I didn't know we had talked about trying to go. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think because of various uh, circumstances in our lives mm-hmm. that that's going to happen, unfortunately, yeah. or will have had happened by yeah. the time <laughs> you're listening <laughs> to this. But her and her daughter were going apparently, nice. and that, oh, yeah. very fun. got the VIP tickets and whatnot. Very so, nice.
1: hopefully she uh, reports back as to how much of uh, a good time she had.
0: Yeah, I did think it was great. The name of the VIP tickets are the uh, Butter Queen tickets. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. So very, very creative. But yeah, um, what do you know? What the other levels are? No, I didn't. I, I did. I did look at it, but I don't recall now because it's been a couple weeks since we've gotten this message from her. Um, gotcha. So. I'd like to think um, you get the cocoa package, but it only gets you into the first day and then you're gone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> she, uh, that was a good one. Thank you. <laughs> and so topical. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, she had sent us another message. Uh, Saying that she had never thought about Rose potentially being a better match for Ken than Dorothy. Uh And uh, it was a good observation by you. Thank you. uh, Brent. That is. I'm pointing to Brent here. Um, Thank you. And I said that, yeah, Brent is the uh, human version of Match.com. So if she or someone (laughs) else uh, needs help choosing a significant other, you'd be happy to help out. Mm. Um, And the funny thing is, I guess I put Match.com in my response. So then it also put an ad for Match.com on my response, which Mm. we got no reiteration. You don't seem to be a fan of com. I'd been England for a farmers-only sponsorship. Uh. <laughs> and you, you may have just, just ruined that. Yeah. Do you think we have a lot of farmers listening? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you got to listen to something while you're out there plowing the fields. So. <laughs> I think we
1: have just as many farmers as we do everything else. Like, I think we have, like, one person for each occupation. And yeah, that's Right. It. <laughs> We've got one farmer, one VP of finance, one ASMR person.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, it's like I said, all the people that have requested stickers, which, by the way, anybody who wants one can still request. They've all been from a different state. Um, So I think that's kind of interesting that even the people who are more, you know, dedicated, regular Uh listeners are all scattered throughout. So it it stands to reason they are also scattered throughout the industries as well. (laughs) well, Statistically speaking.
2: Yeah. And to our one neuroscientist, <laughs> yeah. we well, may I'm, need to look you up in, in years to come.
0: I would have to assume that's probably what the doctor who treated me for my uh, traumatic brain injury back <laughs> in the car accident. It <laughs> keeps him from having to do a follow up appointment Well, and he just sends me a bill for forty bucks every episode he listens to. Been listening for your speech, see yeah. if there's any
2: like uh, you know slurs or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no,
0: thank you. I appreciate you appreciating my insight. <laughs> and there was one other one I'll mention today. Uh, this yeah. is from Stacy. Um, oh, yeah. Hey, Stacy. And she said, uh, this podcast was substantially better than the episode itself, and mm-hmm. that she's never been one. Of, it's never been one of her favorites. That was, again, <laughs> the love under the big top. Okay, yeah.
3: Um,
0: it's just a waste of Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> I, I'll agree with that, but I don't think it was a bad episode. No, and no. I did say that you would probably disagree with that sentiment, just because you didn't hate that particular episode of The yeah. Golden Girls. Yeah. Um, and then I also said you would probably say that maybe brother can you spare a jacket that our episode would be better than that but almost any other episode you wouldn't give us the nod yeah yeah so. yeah.
1: there are very few times where I think we are better than the source material right <laughs> and rightfully so exactly
0: but, uh, like I said there's a few others but it's I'll... always Betty deserves better it's never Sophia's choice deserves better right <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's referring to one of the three of us. Exactly. <laughs> specifically. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, the only other little thing I wanted to mention, this is not at all related, but I'm hoping maybe you can put a picture of this Thank on uh, the Instagram account, because you've been very good and consistent uh, with that, so I'll, I'll forward it your way. Okay. But over the weekend, my uh, sister-in-law had yeah. a, a first birthday party for her son okay. at a yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. And she had it up on the north side of Indianapolis, oh, which... Yeah? It's a fancy Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, you think. yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> But it was, uh, the, the pizza was a lot better than I remembered it being. Mm-hmm. But they used it, a special pan there. Oh, did they? Yeah. Well, they don't use a special broom or mop because no. the floors <laughs> oh, looked no. like they had never been touched, <laughs> yeah. um, at least not the entire day. Did not
2: live up to the north side expectation. Right.
0: Like and the, uh, the Chuck E. Cheese there looked so disinterested uh, in dealing with the children. Yeah. Like um, dirty
2: and like over the side smoking cigarettes yeah. and go away,
0: kid. Right. <laughs> But the pizza was good, and the kids all, all had a good time. Yeah, they were yeah. there. Here's um, some tokens. Yeah. Well, they don't use tokens anymore. It's the yeah. card system, like, yeah. like places use now, like okay, your Dave yeah. and yeah. Busters and yeah. whatnot. Did you uh, just buy the salad bar? Uh, I did look at the salad yeah. bar, but I wasn't going to go buy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, choice. listen, I'm pretty comfortable vaxxed and all that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. stuff, but I'm still uh-huh. really reluctant to, uh-huh. to hit up a, a buffet type of yeah. a place, So, um, and salad bar would fall into that kind of a category. Yeah. So we're in 2022. Right. So
1: I'm trying to think. So I guess it was March of 2021.
0: Okay, about a year ago. Yeah.
1: Um, And like things were still like, you know, bad. Right, yeah. (laughs) You know, and I was in Topeka, Kansas for work. And all of their golden corrals were open, uh-huh. and all of their parking lots were full. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hard to believe that they're suffering worse than all of their neighboring
2: states. Right. <laughs> so what'd you get, Will? Here that. <laughs>
0: um, that's pretty great, uh, yeah. but but those things aside, the, yeah. the Chuck E. Cheese and its you know mm-hmm. lack of uh, a sanitary floor aside, yeah, yeah. Um, the thing that was great about it is literally right across the parking lot. And I took a picture from you. You can have both. I actually have both oh, pictures. Oh, it's
1: like the, uh, the nudie store?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have like an erotica store that literally, like you can see one door from the other door yeah. easily.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it th- seems <laughs> ill place. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I took a picture of that so that I thought Brent could put that on, uh, maybe on our Instagram. Okay. I'll try to remember to put it on Twitter or something, but I'm not nearly <laughs> as consistent as Brent. Yeah. But it does show Chuck E. Cheese there in the foreground with nice. the... Uh, with the nudie store there in the yeah. background. Uh, you have to that's, zoom in a bit. But. I've been doing better on posting stuff on the Insta. Yeah, I, I've noticed that. Not, I have not improved. you not improved? What? I said I have not improved. Yes, he has never posted or contributed to anything in the online other than his picture that he you know painted as part of Brent's. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, and he, he
0: sent me a picture of his loin. Oh, that's true. And his dinner. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Only one of them made it online. Right. <laughs> the other one straight to his personal private uh, collection. Yeah,
0: we'll discuss that here in a couple episodes.
2: <laughs> 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 but
0: anyway, so yeah, with that, uh, those little, those few interactions aside, we'll have more of those next week and the week after, but, uh, yeah. and we love hearing from the listeners, whether you send Brent a message through Instagram. I mean, I see those also, but, uh, but he's the one who does most of all the replying yeah. on, on that format, or if you send a message to Facebook, I'll take care of that. Or Twitter, for that matter. And if you want to directly communicate with Ski, I'll just give out his phone number. It is.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I would definitely text back. Yeah, I'm sure he would.
0: Wait
1: until after 9 Eastern, though, because that's when the free evenings kick in for him. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nights and weekends, though, are fine. Exactly, weekends yeah. We, if you hit him up on the weekend, he's all right. <laughs> but I would otherwise. like to
2: thank you both for your uh, valiant efforts and work towards you know posting stuff. Uh, you
0: know, I would love to say that it's making a substantial difference or any difference in our actual yeah. listenership, but I do think it uh, it, it it does not. Yeah. Um, but I do think <laughs> it makes a difference towards our enjoyment mm-hmm. of doing the podcast because yeah. that little bit of interaction gives a boost sure, yeah. uh, to the enjoyment of it. Well, and thanks yeah.
2: to everybody who's uh, contacted us. Yeah,
1: yeah definitely. Um, I was responding to um, the Mermaiden family about something, and I think I referred to our tens and tens of listeners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that amused me. <laughs>
0: yeah, we recently, I don't know what happened, but um, we recently had our lowest listen-to week in almost a year. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Nice. It, it rebounded the next week. Yeah. But for some reason, I don't know if there were people on spring break or yeah. came Wh- to their census, but then... Which one was it? Let's see. Was it, it when w- I did the recap one? I don't think so. It might have oh. been Love Under the Big Top. Um, um, it yeah. was maybe two episodes from mm. when... Yeah, two weeks ago from when we were recording this. But uh, so, do you think there's a correlation between like fan favorite episodes and people listening? I don't think so. There may be some minor correlation. I just think that mm-hmm. uh, if anything, I would think that events going on, you yeah. know, like uh, yeah. holidays and, and yeah. seasonal type things impacted were more. going on that week? I don't think so. Um, no, I'm, no, they weren't. I don't know what what was the cause of it because it was. Yeah. Very out of the blue. Yeah. Um, March Madness going on? Yeah, there was that. So yeah. that could have so
2: been. I, mean, I just can't time.
0: imagine that our listenership <laughs> is <that laughs> impacted by
2: March Madness. No, don't
1: know. <laughs> coach K could be a listener. <laughs> yeah. but that's our person from that industry. Yeah.
0: He makes all of his team listen to it <laughs> before the games. Everybody,
2: but, this is how they calm down. That's yeah. how they focus.
0: But once they got bounced, then <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys don't have to listen anymore. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but we want
0: to, coach. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but. Uh, yeah, that's everything I have to add today, um, cool. at least on the front end. Hope, <laughs> you hope, got a few things to add to the back. <laughs> well, I hope that I at least contribute. I don't want to be like, all right, I'll yeah. see you guys when I that's say, say end. golden.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, the the listenership type stuff, mm-hmm. we'll have that data throughout, right? We can access it anytime. any time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll make a commitment after we get to, we'll say, middle of uh, season seven. Okay. Right? <laughs> I'll, I'll get that data from you. And then I'll compare it, because Wikipedia, every season, mm-hmm. has the amount of uh, viewers oh, okay. that uh, chime okay. in. I'll make a little spreadsheet or something, compare, you know, mm-hmm. see how they yeah. line up. Sort of
0: a dueling bar graph. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Gotcha. I'll, I'll be interested to see that, but it'll probably not be... I think the, the part of the issue for us, um, just as far as comparing numbers, is that, you know, when you're at that low level that we're at,
3: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, there can be a relatively small change in the grand scheme, like... Uh A huge week to us versus a terrible week for us Uh versus a a, a really successful podcast is still a blip on their radar (laughs) (laughs) as far as any Well, I would
2: would argue also that even though those ratings Mm -hmm. uh, reflect the popularity of the show, I don't think they could actually significantly uh, show the popularity of the episode. No, not at all. Because since it was being... I mean, even if it was a great episode and everyone loved it, Mm -hmm. then... Could later be viewed as like maybe the yeah. best episode or something mm-hmm. since it was a live like not live yeah. but since Nobody it was, knew it was episodic, yeah. yeah. You're just tuning in. Yeah. You don't know if it's going to be good or bad or whatever. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, and for us, I think it makes a big difference if we happen to get a couple new listeners who are burning through the catalog. Mm. You know, one person who in the course of a week, you know, plays forty episodes makes a difference to our sure, yeah. our bottom line if we don't happen to have any new person. <laughs>
3: if you
1: listen to. Forty episodes of this, even in a
0: month—that's yeah, that's well, a lot with help. If, if you were someone who you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to play this as my background sound while I'm working for a mm-hmm. week. So that's where the forty I'm okay. coming up with. Yeah, I'm not saying that someone's like, oh, this is just great, I uh-huh. can't stop. Um, uh-huh. But you that's know, it's got to be an OSHA violation, right? <laughs> well, and it could be something where they play it to help them go to bed, <laughs> maybe, and then just play maybe. seven episodes through the night, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Yeah, just
1: don't operate heavy equipment if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Or
0: clean a firearm. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're doing it for a reason and you need us to help you along. Thank you. We're a full service podcast. (laughs) uh, I got real dark real fast. (laughs) Occasionally, my dark sense of humor comes out, not not real frequently. Mm -hmm. but Anyways. All right, Brent, you ready to kick it off uh, the recap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: All right, so, season five, episode 12, have yourself a very little Christmas. Uh, no matter what else we say about this episode, I'd like to go on record and say that I absolutely love that title. I'm not sure why that's not a more common expression.
0: <laughs> it is a good title. Yeah, it is. That's I really true. was expecting, though, when I saw it, that it was going to have something to do with Rose's parents. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Tiny stockings on the yeah. tree. It's funny. Uh, So the episode was written and directed by Tom Whedon and Terry Hughes, respectively. Uh, They previously collaborated on the cautionary tale that old feeling. If you Mm. don't remember, that was the one that taught us not to seduce our dead spouse's siblings, because if we do, the good Lord will call our own big daddy home to that plantation in the sky. (laughs) Cause and effect, people. Cause and effect. (laughs) Uh, So this episode originally aired on December 16th, 1989. Other stuff happened on that day in history, such as uh, in 714, uh, Pepin of Herstal died. But don't worry, his infant grandson assumed the throne and the Dutch turned out just fine. Well done,
2: 714
1: AD? Uh, 714, yes. Mm -hmm. 80. It's been a while back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 1775, uh, popular screenwriter Jane Austen was born
0: but nothing for a thousand
1: years. <laughs> 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 nothing of note. I mean. pretty boring day on the calendar for, yeah. <laughs> a, for a millennia but exactly uh 1776 oh, okay. okay uh Three's company star and primetime emmy award winner John Ritter was born. Ah oh, very nice. Yep. Did you say 1776?
0: I think he did, but I believe he meant 1976. <laughs> no, no,
1: 1776, and I apologize, that should have been German chemist, physicist, and philosopher Johann Ritter. Ah. <laughs> Sophia's choice. <laughs> we regret the error and apologize for the confusion.
0: I also regret my bad math, because that would have made John Ritter like 45 years old. 46, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: 1917, Uh Sci fi author and middle initial enthusiast Arthur C. Clarke was born. Mm-hmm. 1928, sci fi author and middle initial enthusiast Philip K. Dick was born. Uh, 1935, prolific actress Thelma Todd passed away at the age of 29. During her nine years in Hollywood, she made 120 movies. Wow. Mm-hmm. Her co stars included Buster Keaton, Laurel and Hardy, and the Marx Brothers. Off screen, she also dated a mobster Lucky Luciano for a short while. Does that have anything to do with her untimely demise? I don't know. Her death was ruled an accidental suicide, uh, and it's suspected she died of carbon monoxide poisoning because she was trying to stay warm in her car, but because of the circle she ran in, uh, there are those who suspect something more nefarious. Mm. All in all, if this were any other week, this might have been a good deep dive. <laughs> uh, 1961, the original Dennis Leary, Bill Hicks, was born. <laughs> also in 1961, um, underappreciated writer and director Shane Black was born. If you've not watched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, you have my permission to turn off this podcast and get your house in order. <laughs> and if you've not watched Iron Man 3 recently, give it another go. That's an underrated flick, and I bet you'll appreciate it even more this time around.
0: I'm going to have to turn off this podcast now to rape and run up and watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh,
1: you've seen it. Have I watched I? it with
0: you. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Has has uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer
3: in it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, and I remember now. Yeah, that I, I have say not
1: it. seen it. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. You, you may leave the room. <laughs> All right, catch you guys a little bit. Also, exactly. well, so he's
2: done two... Uh, movies at least with R. D.
1: J. Yeah, yep, 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 and that's because they did such a good job together on that one. Our Rob, Robert Downey Jr. was able to how bring I, him back How old for is Iron Kiss Kiss
2: Bang Bang? Because I've heard of it, but I don't. uh
1: two thousand eight-ish, maybe. Okay, so Something not like terribly like old. Yeah, yeah. 1964, uh, former Baltimore Oriole and infamous fuckface Billy Ripken was born. <laughs> In
2: 1987
1: and 1988, Billy was managed by his father, Cal Ripken, and played alongside his brother, Cal Ripken Jr. Although Billy Ripken kept good company and didn't embarrass himself on the field as an Oriole, he is the only one of those three Ripkins to not make the Orioles Hall of Fame. Wow. So, um, 1965, the highest paid author of the 1930s, Somerset Maugham, died. We touched upon him briefly during the recap for You Gotta Have Hope. That one featured a blurb in which Sophia's anecdote bombed and she apologized for not being old Somerset. Fun fact, that same episode also featured a reference to Smoked Kipper. Uh Be on the lookout for a callback to that later in this episode.
0: So, (laughs) Not to interrupt your flow, but uh, what did Billy Ripken do? That made him a fuckface. Uh, he wrote. <laughs> he had a fuck face written on the
1: bottom of his baseball bat. Oh, okay. And it appeared in his 1988 uh, Fleer baseball card. Oh, really? It's oh, awesome. And so now it's a collector's item. And he claimed it was an accident. That was like his bat for batting practice, uh, and he didn't think it would actually make
0: the cut. Like, mm. but he knew what he was doing. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Especially if it was justified the right direction. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah. It was positioned. <laughs> it's got to be intentional right. enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
2: Well, I mean, there's a lot of people to blame for that one. Like, someone had to have caught that.
1: Yeah, like somebody, you know, at the Fleer Corporation. <laughs> right. Or whatever, yeah. So, I think they're Canadian company, though, so maybe it didn't translate or something. <laughs> yeah, Perhaps not. Yeah. <laughs> um, in
3: 2009,
1: professional sibling Lori Disney died. And in 2017, jazz singer Keely Smith died. Uh, she married one of my all time favorites, Jungle Book and Unused Robin Hood soundtrack singer Louis Prima, in 1953. Her and King Louis divorced when she had an affair with Frank Sinatra. Mm. Uh, She later married singer Bobby Milano, and class act that he was, Sinatra gave away the bride. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's (laughs) an
2: interesting tidbit. Yeah, exactly. It almost
0: sounds like prima noctra type of situation. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
2: So, uh,
1: act one. The episode starts with Rose humming that public domain chestnut jingle bells. Mm -hmm. Blanche gets annoyed because hummers are her thing. (laughs) An overdressed, Dorothy comes home to announce that the 103 degree weather is too hot for Christmas shopping. Apparently she's been out trying to buy her grandson a Batman hat. This was the Christmas of 1989, so I'm sure every parent and grandparent was trying to buy some Batman merchandise for the children in their lives. In fact, I'd assume that episode director Tom Whedon, was buying his 14-year-old son and future unsung hero of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Jed Whedon, some Batman merchandise. I assume Tom Whedon bought his other son, Joss Whedon, a garbage gift, and that's why Joss Whedon turned out to be a garbage person.
2: (laughs) Are they really all related?
1: Yeah, uh, Tom's the father of both.
0: Wow. Well, and then, so, how is the other one the unsung hero of the Marvel Universe?
1: Because Jed Whedon, Mm -hmm. because he gave us um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: and Agent Carter. Oh, okay, very nice.
1: So, um, I assume he got those because of his brother, oh, sure, but, but still, you yeah. know, I love yeah. them both. You guys <laughs> well, are, and
0: we haven't heard anything, as far as I know, yeah. uh, terrible about
2: him. So.
1: Exactly, <laughs> so he's still in my good graces.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not holding the vulgar bats, either. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, so Dorothy tells a charming story about her shopping experience and how she doesn't give a fuck about the social contract. Mm-hmm. In case her anecdote wasn't clear, she repeated to the audience, I got the hat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dorothy then talks about how ungrateful she was of the gift she received as a child. Her least favorite was the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs Make Your Own Suppository Kit. (laughs) Um, Blanche (laughs) asked what was wrong with that. Uh, the doorbell rings, and as it tends to be, it's Stan darkening their doorway. Mm-hmm. He comes bearing a gift for Dorothy. It's a Sports Illustrated Baseball Radio. Apparently, you have to be on the nice list to get the football phone.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, Stan only ever stops by when he has something to pitch. Usually, it's a tent, but sometimes it's a scheme. <laughs> this is a scheme week. Uh, Stan wants to start a research and development lab. He says it's to make uh, modern plastic vomit obsolete. Honestly, the plastic vomit we got in 2022 seems indistinguishable from the plastic vomit of the 1950s. I think that product is already peaked by
0: 1989. I don't know. I'd like to think that there's just minor changes where it's like there's some Maybe little...
2: improvements in the uh, silicone or plastic. Uh, yeah,
0: well, and I'd like to think, too, that they've updated it with the changing diets of an American people. Oh, yeah, so it's full <laughs> of, like, uh, Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> right, exactly. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there's, you know, some little Those chunks of cl- fast food burgers and whatnot in there. <laughs> <laughs> Those are exactly. nacho fries. Uh, yeah. Half a McNugget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, Dorothy kicks Stan to the curb and Sophia comments that they've been visited by the yuts of Christmas past. (laughs) Uh, Dorothy, Blanche, and Sophia decide to start their own scheme. Since they're too hot and tired to purchase any more presents, they decide to draw names from a hat. Because they feel it's better to receive than to give, they start to think about receiving one of Rose's gifts. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Uh, They go into the kitchen to talk to Rose about their plans. Uh, When it's suggested that they draw names, Rose inquires about whose names they'll draw. Dorothy suggests the Oak Ridge Boys... And this was during that brief period in which Steve Sanders had replaced William Gold in his baritone. The other Oak Ridge boys didn't care for William's beard, and they told him that he had to choose. He could either be an Oak Ridge boy, or he could look like a bearded hipster. William chose the beard and said goodbye to the Oak Ridge gravy train. After having Steve hold down the baritone slot from 1987 to 1995, the Oak Ridge boys decided they'd rather have William and his beard back in the band. After being shown the door, replacement Oak Ridge boy Steve died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Wow! Uh, and during any other week, the trials and tribulations of the Oak Ridge boys might have been worthy of a deep dive, but we're pressed for time and we'll just move on.
2: <laughs> so so two deep dives evaded. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, well, a very, should we have a counter-up? <laughs> yeah. a,
0: a very Christmassy uh, anecdote as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put
1: you in the old holiday spirit. Right. Now we'll pause and listen to some Johnny Cash. (laughs) (laughs) Delia's gone. (laughs) One more round. Delia's gone. (laughs) Um, So, back in the kitchen, Rose is upset because, in the true spirit of the season, she was looking forward to giving three gifts instead of just a single gift. Mm. She asks the others if they think about giving gifts at Christmas, and Dorothy responds that she thinks of the ice skaters at Mitsubishi Center. That joke has got some paranoid racism baked into it. The Mitsubishi group never renamed the GE building nor any of the other Rockefeller Plaza properties upon their purchase in 1989, but apparently garbage person Joss Whedon's dad thought they were gonna.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe we know where Joss Whedon got some of his garbage personality from. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Uh, So Dorothy and Sophia start to reminisce about Christmas Eve mass. At least they have those memories. All of Phil's memories of mass have been repressed, you know, because of the molestation. (laughs) <laughs> uh Sophia <if> take <laughs> I love it because Alan always shakes his head <laughs> when I go to that
0: well. <laughs> There's so it, that's a really problematic joke. <laughs> so I, I I definitely feel uh wholeheartedly um that my I definitely feel that my uh, head shake was wholeheartedly deserved. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, Sophia takes a moment to praise the Latin language the church used for Mass in her day. Modern Mass is a hodgepodge of non-Italian languages. That's about as subtle as Sophia's racism ever gets. Mm. Uh, Rose starts to tell the Goldens that she's okay not giving as many gifts this year s- since she's giving her time to feed the poor. She's partway through that announcement when we must deal with one of Blanche's insults. Blanche has a lot of nerves saying Rose sweats when she thinks. We've seen Blanche start to sweat when she thinks of a young ham lush mall.
0: That's true. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. So, uh, they and
0: foam at the mouth a bit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh,
1: they take turns drawing names. Uh, Blanche is buying for Dorothy. Dorothy is buying for Sophia. Sophia is buying for Rose. And Rose is buying for Blanche. Blanche is upset because she has to receive a Rose gift. Dorothy and Sophia are happy that they don't have to receive a Rose gift. And Rose is happiest of all because she gets to give a gift. And that's why we tend to be hashtag team Rose most weeks. <laughs> yeah,
2: she almost got to buy for herself, but she said it was really hard to buy for her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good line.
0: Yeah, well, going back to your racist line that you mentioned from Sophia, yeah, um, I thought it was still a, a relatively funny line. It was a funny because it, it showed the ignorance of uh-huh. it. Um, but yeah. saying that, if you ask me, they should go back to Latin, the language Jesus spoke. Yeah, exactly. Which I thought was a funny. Well, they line. say he
2: spoke Hebrew, but I think it, it was actually Aramaic.
0: Oh, probably, <laughs> um, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, but anyways, maybe one of
2: uh, the same. I don't know. Well, yeah.
0: but uh, maybe the viewing audience at the time wouldn't have caught the reference. <laughs> possibly. possibly. Yeah. I did also like that uh, Rose alludes to the present that she may be getting for Blanche, mm-hmm. saying that she doesn't want to spoil the surprise when in a couple weeks someone in the room is going to uh, have yodeling lessons. Yeah. <laughs> she said someone
2: will be able to yodel.
0: Oh, able to yodel, yeah. Exactly. But they
2: never, I mean, splash forward, I don't want to spoil everything for everybody, but we never find out who.
0: Well, apparently uh, she she must have called an audible on those. <laughs> yeah. To, uh, maybe realized the yodeling lessons were more Unless expensive. Unless it was for her. It could be. <laughs>
1: Or maybe she realized that Blanche's throat's as loose as it's gonna get. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> yodeling lessons aren't gonna help. <laughs> right. Well, she's probably heard her lose. from the bedroom plenty. <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs>
1: so, so we cut to the Goldens' opening presents. Uh, Sophia gets floss. Phil gets some Victoria's Secret. Uh, Rose gets a snow globe, and Blanche gets a blouse. It's brought up that Rose was told to get Blanche something crotchless, <laughs> <Yep>. and it <laughs> reminds me that all of the gifts my co-hosts have given me over the years have also been crotchless. Now, before you flood the comment section with a
0: reminder about the Golden
1: Girl <laughs> pajama pants, let me just point out that those became crotchless within eight minutes of me getting
0: home.
2: <laughs> hey, listen,
0: uh, your wife just can't help herself, Brent. <laughs> she cannot. You know, I gotta say, every
2: one of my shirts I've ever owned has been crotchless. <laughs> okay, that's, 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 <laughs> no, that's almost certainly not
0: true because you've had onesies when you were a baby that had oh, a crotch. Those now. shirts. Oh. <laughs> okay.
1: They're still a top, though, aren't they? I think so.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess you could call that, well, like a jumper or yeah. something like that. because <laughs> so
2: I mean, they're adult onesies, like you could buy, like. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and they have a crotch.
2: Yeah, but I don't consider that a shirt either.
0: I don't know. I think it's just a shirt with a long tail that you yeah. happen to and snap legs. around by your crotch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Agree
2: to disagree. Okay. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, Rose took some time away from volunteering to make cookies for the other Goldens. Uh, she couldn't find the Christmas cookie cutters, so she used the 4th of July ones. Sophia asked about Bush's thoughts on eating the flag, yep. and the live studio audience looks it that. up like she's Chandler Bing
0: asking if she could be anymore, whatever. <laughs> there's a, Nice. You making that Friends reference, it, there's this uh, web series that Skis had us watch several times, not me and you, but... Mm-hmm but they're me and my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has this guy who does kind of these funny um, summaries of mm-hmm. various movies or, mm-hmm. or TV series. And oh, he the talks, pitch meeting? Yeah, and he mm-hmm. talks about friends, and he says, so wait a second, this guy Chandler, he jokes all the time, and no one ever laughs at his jokes. None of his friends ever laugh at all. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, that's the case. <laughs> and I never thought about it, but it really is true. No one in yeah. his friend group ever gives him any credit for yeah. his jokes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I thought that was funny, I, yeah. I don't I feel like that would probably push me over the edge if I made jokes constantly and never <laughs> got a laugh from any of my friends.
1: You ever heard any of the other Goldens laugh at Dorothy's comments? Uh,
0: that's true. Um yeah. they rarely do. I think uh. it's just a, a sitcom thing. It's just sort of implied that mm. you know
2: It's funny, but let the audience do the laughing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I like the other cast members to show me where I'm supposed to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You don't trust the taste of a live
1: studio audience.
0: Exactly. I don't know. They might have an applause sign. <laughs> That's
1: true. Exactly. It's flashing letters saying applesauce. <laughs> right. right. So Rose says that the church
0: needs her to serve
1: dinner at 1 o'clock, and the other Golden say that they'll be able to join her since they don't have to dispose of any of our garbage gifts. Sophia says that she can come as well, even though it means she'll miss out on the fourth best De Palma film, Scarface. Mm. In case you're wondering, the top three De Palma, De Palma films are *Carlito's Way*, *Mission Impossible*,
2: and *Femme Fatale*.
0: I've never seen *Femme Fatale*, but uh, uh, the other the other three are all solid movies. Yeah,
2: the, re- the original uh, *Mission Impossible*.
0: Yes, yeah, the first one.
2: came. Yeah. With Tom Cruise. Correct. Yes. There was an older ones, right? Yeah, no, yeah. Was the TV a, series. Yeah, we'll say the series, but I didn't yeah. think it was an actual movie until him. Yeah. Until Tommy came along.
1: It's a solid franchise. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Uh, so the Goldens decide to re-gift their old fruitcakes because this Christmas episode wouldn't be complete without another cringy moment. Rose is on board with shackling the pores with some fruitcakes. <laughs> uh, we transition to the church and the Reverend Avery thanking the Goldens for volunteering. Uh, we tease the Goldens about being selfish at times, but all things considered, they are very active in their community. The Golden's and Community Service go together like St. Sigmund and a Headless Boy. Uh, you'd understand that reference if you saw this episode or if Ski had done a line by line recap.
2: As I am known to do. Yeah.
1: So, uh, Rose asked the Reverend Avery why Mary and Joseph didn't use hotels.com, and the good Reverend dodges the question. It was some hacky writing, but Betty pulled it off. So yeah. I just wanted to mention it.
0: Yeah, that was kind of a hard one. Uh, just because I'm totally down with the jokes about. About Rose, but she's not a complete idiot. Yeah. You know?
2: Well, uh, she said, like, wouldn't they know it'd be hard to get a room around Christmas time? Yeah. yeah. Now, that part I thought
0: was funny. Like, I could yeah. see that part, but the I other part I was like, yeah. Well, it. do
2: you remember the, the priest said in return?
0: Uh, no, I don't. Just went for the, the theologians. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so he, he clearly knows Rose. And it's like, yeah. yep, yep. I'll just give her a, a blow off answer of yeah. sorts.
0: But I'll agree with you, Brent. Betty did pull it off.
1: Exactly. Though. Yeah. She did the best with some weak material. Mm-hmm. Do better, weedon. <laughs> that goes for all Whedons, ex- except for Jed.
2: <laughs> you, know, you know what? Everyone can always do better, so... I guess
0: so. Mm. But some people need to do more better than others. <laughs> exactly. Do more better. Other Two Whedons. Thirds of Whedons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so then we find out that the church is serving turkey for Christmas. Uh, personally, like a young Blanche, I'm a ham man. Mm. <laughs> uh, but if I were having Christmas dinner with the Petrillos, I'd be in the minority. Per Sophia, they serve deals. My initial thought was that this was just some weird Whedon joke. Did you but look it up? I did. Um, I discovered that the Feast of the Seven Fishes was a real thing, and apparently consuming seven seafood dishes was a way to dodge some don't-eat-meat rule that Sicilians followed. Uh, while eel wasn't amongst the most popular seafood dishes, it was on some menus, and it's not outside the realm of possibility that it would be included in the Patrillo's Feast of the Seven Fishes. Any other week, this whole feast of the seven fishes thing would have been a good deep dive. But we've got too many
2: miles to go before we wrap this one up, so <laughs> we'll move on. Just to kind of add a little. Bit, wasn't the other stuff like squid and oysters? And yeah, stuff like too?
1: calamari was one of them. Yeah. Um, a baked cod was one of them. Tilapia was even one of That'd them, which one. is like the yeah.
0: So yeah, I feel like that whole that whole lint rule is kind of um, doesn't make sense in today's
2: antiquated. And, yeah,
0: yeah, it really is.
2: Do you guys know how that all started? Well, I mean, I believe
0: it was because it was a lot more expensive to have the other kind of meats, and the poor people were the ones who had the fish. Exactly. Um, But nowadays, fish is a more expensive meat than, you know, most of the other kinds. It's reversed, yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense anymore.
2: Unless you, like, live on the coast and it's super cheap somewhere. Yeah, I
0: suppose. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, we we want those people to suffer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just assumed it's one of those things that... um, you know McDonald's uh, first quarter. You know it's bumped up by the Shamrock Shake, mm-hmm. and so they got the filet o fish for the second quarter. Mm-hmm. That way yeah. they don't you need know, take third. a stock on or take a hit on their course. So of the, the church reports. is going to
2: kick back from exactly. Uh, <laughs> then the third
1: quarter is all about the Macrib, mm-hmm.
0: and then what do the, we have? The fourth quarter like the the uh, oh, what's that terrible like, shake they have? The eggnog one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: Oh, I've never had that. Sounds horrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, Holiday pies are good.
0: Ugh, no, I, like I, I don't yeah. like any kind of custardy pie. Okay, so.
2: Nikki likes them. I think they're okay.
1: So Rose tells some. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to do with <laughs> no, no, pie. No, no comment on the custard <laughs> pie Bruce? Oh. Um, fish fingers and custard. <laughs> I know that's a thing. <laughs> so Rose tells them, saying, "All of Christmas traditions, and there's a good bit about how they only possess two wise men." Uh, I'd like to think Charlie was one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. She then mentions that eventually everyone would end up back in their own homes and the smoking of kippers would commence. As an aside, that'll be the last time I say the word smoked kippers in this episode.
0: Ah. Now <laughs> <laughs> now we, go. we got to see, see ski ski if we can get him yeah, to yeah, trick him into saying smoked kippers. What was that you just said end.
2: now, Brent? I, I missed that last line. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) So so anyways,
1: Rose follows that anecdote about smoke kippers. Don't! (laughs) 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 With one about implied bestiality. Uh, She says that it's a Christmas tradition in St. Olaf to allow the animals to sleep indoors, but that the next morning... The shame would kick in, and their, and their New Year's resolutions got started a little bit early. But 12 months later, some Weisenheimer will say, what the hell? And the whole darn comedy would keep perpetuating
0: itself. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I did just make a little note there. Rose's story about Christmas bestiality. Yeah. Because <laughs> I felt like we needed to touch on it at some yeah. point. <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, so... Um, the Reverend Avery opens the doors and allows the poorest to come in for the Christmas meal. The Golden Zack like this church dinner is a 21 and over club. Uh, the Reverend explains that children are poor as well and then points out there's a poor Santa to boot. The viewing audience is already aware of the Santa because he's cut in front of the children in order to get his plate of turkey first. Uh, we then learn that you cannot spell Santa without Stan, and that's about the only <laughs> qualification that, <laughs> that Stan... That is brilliant. <laughs> you I love like that? that? <laughs> exactly. Um, I did like that Stan used his customary greeting with Dorothy, and this time, because of the Santa costume, you know, it actually made sense for him to explain who he was. Right. <laughs> and after introducing himself for the second time this episode and the 16th time overall, Act 1 ends.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, I was... After he was in the first uh, little part of Act One,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, I remember thinking that. Well, for one, I was wondering if it was going to be vignettes or what kind of episode it was going to yeah, be. Yeah. Given that it was a Christmas episode, I was like, you know what? This may be my favorite uh, Stan appearance so far because it was so brief. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then he yeah, showed up it again. was right back. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. The, the Do you have anything you wanted to add for the first act? Anything that we didn't touch on already?
2: Uh, well, my uh, two favorite lines, I think, were in there. He touched on both of them. The first one was the Batman hat story mm-hmm. where Dorothy talked about beating the look like a lady up to get her, right? Yeah. I, didn't, and like then that at I all. didn't I didn't think about the year though. Yeah. That was brilliant because mm-hmm. that was the year the first Batman came out, right? Yep, yep, yeah. exactly. Well, and then, see,
0: I was excited with that because, you know, I use that as part of my, my opening to the show, you know, mm-hmm. alluding that it was Brent who would do that. Mm-hmm. But Brent is a big fan of the current Batman movie, so I he am. may. So good. He may go to Bat for a... Have you
2: seen the new one yet?
0: I have not seen I it yet, know. but I've heard nothing but positives. So yeah, other than the length is a bit long from what I've heard. but Yeah, I it I flew by. It
1: seriously did. I, I was apprehensive if my bladder would... Handle it, but bats um, can fly. Yeah, both That's times I sat there and I was riveted. I will say that the only thing there's one moment, in, like I wish it was slightly longer. Oh, okay. okay, I wish it was slightly longer, and I wish that there's like a perfect moment that they could have had like a brief little intermission. Oh, okay. and I think it just would have kicked so much ass because like it starts like. It's like on the screen, it's like red and then it says the Batman, right. you know, in the black letters or whatever. And it just would have been so cool to have a little part one down at the bottom. Oh, yeah. And then that gets this one particular moment where it just makes perfect sense to have like a little intermission break. And they just do that. And then you come back in 10 minutes with Batman part yeah. two, mm-hmm. you know. And it just would have been an
2: event. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been very clever because yeah. no one does intermissions anymore. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like drive ins, but it's right. between movies.
1: Yeah. So it was, but it was so amazingly good. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. I think we're a week or two away from it, being on the HBO Max.
0: Okay. Well, I'll definitely check it out then. I would like to see it on the big screen, though, yeah, honestly. it's so worth it. It just seems like the type of movie that would definitely yeah. benefit from a larger yeah. format.
1: The um, uh, Mermaid in 41, he's seen it at least twice. Oh, okay. Maybe he's seen it more since then.
2: You wouldn't know. want to go see it again, would you?
1: I would definitely
0: see it again.
2: You guys want to try to organize something? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure we
0: can try to work it out. Maybe yeah. here in, a, I would definitely in a three or four weeks uh, in an episode we can talk about it a little more. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> so good. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more I think about it, the more I love it. It's so good. Wow. Yeah. Well, this is unrelated to Batman, but it is related to that story, yeah. um, the, you know, the woman Dorothy describing herself, you know, going all out to get the hat.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: One of my favorite Black Friday memories, I I used to, my sister and I used to go out for Black Friday. She's 12 years younger than I am, but it was like a little bonding type thing we did. Um, She was probably around 16, 17 when we started doing it, and Mm -hmm. it would have been right around the time that my kids were born. Um, And so that's when it made sense to try to go out and get the deals on toys and whatnot. Correct. And I went into Best Buy, and it was the first year that uh, DVD players mm-hmm. had had a serious you know discount mm-hmm. on Black Friday. Yeah. I think they had like $50 or $100 DVD player, something mm-hmm. like that, probably yeah. 100 mm-hmm. at the time, but they were normally like a $150, $200 yeah. item still then.
3: Okay.
0: And there was one left on this pallet that was sitting there and two women coming from opposite directions <laughs> towards it, and one woman literally body-checked the other one, uh-huh. like shoulder hit her to the floor, uh-huh. grabbed up the DVD player, and took off the other direction. Yeah. And, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was... Uh, Impressed, mildly uh, startled, yeah. but at the time too. <laughs> and nowadays, now in my older, more mild days, I would probably be mildly horrified by <laughs> it. But at the time, I was more amused than anything yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I mean, really? The woman what, wasn't heard? injured. Was she? No, yeah. she, she didn't appear to be injured. She was pissed off, but not hurt. Yeah. So.
2: Well, what you didn't know is that later on, she found that other lady. <laughs> and beat her to she death with her tire that. iron. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, thanks for paying for my new DVD player. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for a high-def ass whooping.
0: <laughs> with Dolby surround sound, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. cool. yeah. But I don't think I have anything else to add to that first act.
1: Okay. So in this little interstitial between act one and act two, I'd like to go ahead and debut a new feature.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So I'm calling it a Be Kind, Rewind, Mm. a Sophia's Choice Film Review. Mm. And yes, that is B-B-E-A. Oh, okay. (laughs) Very nice. I like that? So uh, so we mentioned earlier that this episode debuted on December 16th, 1989. And this was a good weekend to go to the movies, especially if you were a fan of Morgan Freeman. Uh, This is the weekend in which both Glory, co-starring Denzel Washington and Matthew Broderick, and Driving Miss Daisy, co-starring Jessica Tandy and Dan Aykroyd, debuted. Mm. Now, those are both fine, fine films, and I can see why they have the appeal that they do. But neither of them is the best nor the most Golden Girl-centric film to drop that weekend. Wow. Okay. That's right. I'm talking about the wizard, oh. starring Fred Savage, Christian Slater, Bo Bridges, and a Mute Toby Maguire. <laughs> now before you get upset that I included a Mute Toby Maguire, but not any Golden Girls alumni, I'll go ahead and let you know that The Wizard also starred Beth Grant, who showed up eight episodes ago as the secretary to Enrique Moss in the Rose Fights Back episode. It also starred uh, Sam McMurray, who we'll get to know a little better in about 10 episodes. And last but definitely not least, the female lead of The Wizard was America's least favorite Sunshine Cadet, Jenny Lewis. Oh. You'll remember her as the hostage taker Daisy in season three's <laughs> right. first episode, Old Friends. Wow. Now, The
2: Wizard, I'm <laughs> sure you'll probably go more into it. is that the video game yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yep, so we have an unwritten rule um, that if an episode debuts the same week as a movie which features three Golden Girls alumni speaking roles, we're obligated to say a few words.
0: Yeah, it is the golden rule. <laughs> it is, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, so 1989's <laughs> The Wizard is what you get when 1988's Rain Man makes over $350 million at the box office Uh but doesn't make that much of that money off of tweens. (laughs) (laughs) In case you don't know, Rain Man is about Tom Cruise taking his autistic brother Raymond uh, to Las Vegas, Nevada, in order to score some money. They're accompanied by Valerie Jolino. And The Wizard is about Fred Savage taking his uncommunicative brother Jimmy to Reno, Nevada, in order to score some money. They're accompanied by Jenny Lewis. Now, to be fair, Rain Man and the Wizard not, might not be a one to one comparison. Although Raymond was definitely autistic in Rain Man, it's arguable that uh, Jimmy in the Wizard isn't autistic. He's merely suffering from post traumatic stress disorder after watching his twin sister drown in the river. Uh. Another difference is uh, Rain Man ends the brothers' journey in Nevada, while the Wizard has the brothers continue on to California. And the other big difference is in the use of product placement. The Wizard featured uh, Nintendo's power glove and all Rain Man had was a box of toothpicks. <laughs> uh,
2: Which he spilled.
1: Yeah, that's right, and counted them. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly. Exactly. So the other day I rewatched The Wizard, and I gotta admit it holds up. If you're just on the either side of 45, I encourage you to check it out. Um, if you're substantially older or younger than I am, you know, definitely watch it, but your mileage will probably vary. I will say that I watched it with my seven-year-old, and although her attention wandered to places and she had more questions than I wanted to pause and answer, she sat through the entire movie and noticeably perked up whenever a character was playing a video game that featured an Italian plumber.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Was she riveted by the amazing graphics? She was, (laughs) and, and she's played some of those games.
0: Did, the, did Super Mario Brothers three also premiere in that? Yeah, that, that it, movie?
2: Also too, yeah. it
1: did. Um, and this, like, when the big finale occurs at Universal Studios Los Angeles, uh, you know, Jimmy gets to play Super Mario three, you know, against the film's deuterogonist Lucas. And my youngest and I have spent quite a bit of time playing Super Mario three on the Nintendo Switch. Very and nice. when she saw that the championship game, you know, was Super Mario three, she got super excited. And announced that she could probably come in second place at that tournament. Uh, she knew she was no match for Jimmy, but she was well aware she could kick Lucas's ass. And her bravado was a proud dad moment for me. And I'd love to have one thirty seventh of her confidence. Very nice. <laughs> so, um, so even if uh, you know she didn't relate to one of the male leads, um, I would have been okay with her relating to Jenny Lewis's character, Haley. And in many ways, she was the impetus for the entire movie, and she was definitely the driving force for all the progress our heroes made. Strong, intelligent, resourceful, and there's a good argument to be made that she's the best female role model the 80s had to offer kids. And then finally, in the interest of full disclosure, my youngest and my wife had a difference of opinion about the movie. Okay. Um, One felt that the character I most resembled was Bo Bridges. The other said I reminded them of Christian Slater. I'll give them both partial credit and claim to be a Christian Slater stuck in a Bo Bridges body.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You do have a dark sense of humor. uh, (laughs) And and he plays a lot of characters as such. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Do
1: you guys watch Big City Green?
0: Yeah. I, I really enjoy that show. So, um... Bo
1: Bridge is uh, driving a pickup truck, and Castie was like, is that a kludge? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I was great. like, Cludge don't budge. <laughs> yeah, Big City Greens is an animated show on Nickelodeon, I think, okay. or is a Cartoon Network. Disney Plus. Disney, Disney yep. Plus, okay. Yeah. Disney, I guess. Right. But yeah, it's a... And it's about a family. It's kind of a Beverly Hillbillies type situation okay. of a family moves to the city. So what is a clutch? They're not. It's, that's his truck. Yeah, okay. it's like Dodge or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. it's a fictional truck brand. Yeah, um, but, really I thought good.
2: maybe it was like a mispronunciation of clutch. No, yeah. <laughs> it's just
0: brand name. So. Yeah, they're not rich or anything, but they moved to the city for various reasons. But you know, you have the hijinks of you know country folk in a big city. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but it is a solid show. <laughs>
1: it's really good. Really enjoy it.
0: So
2: Man, check uh, it out.
1: Yeah, any. Anything else to add about the wizard? Have you guys seen it?
0: Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I've seen it. It's definitely an excellent Long movie. Long
1: time
2: ago, I watched yeah. it with James and Danny. Actually.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, so good. But yeah.
2: Many, many years after it came out, we we laughed a lot more than I thought we would. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I know we've discussed, or at least I've discussed, the possibility of doing a more general review show after mm-hmm. this. Do you think that if we were to do such a thing, that we would have to um, exclude things of that nature that were that hold a special place from our childhood or our? our Not at all. You think you could give an objective review of the wizard now? Um, oh, I've never been objective about anything. Oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You are anything if not punitive. And, uh, exactly. <laughs> or nothing if not punitive, I should say. Um, exactly. My
1: superior opinions are what separates me from the riffraff. <laughs> Why would I try to hide that light under a bushel? So it's going make some shine. Right.
0: He <laughs> use the gifts that God gave him. Exactly. <laughs> But no, I don't have anything else to add okay. to the wizard. Right. It should it'd be a good. Op, it'd be, it would be a good topic for a deep dive if uh, time wasn't short. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly.
3: <laughs> Alas, Agreed.
1: We only had enough time for a little interstitial <laughs> film review. Right. <laughs> uh, so Act Two starts off with a montage of about two dozen sad-looking men, women, and children slowly eating their turkey dinner. Uh, the last gentleman in this movie montage is wearing a green army jacket, and he's giving this tell-me-more head nod to his dining partner, as he takes another bite of his free lunch. <laughs> he's the only person there who appears to be enjoying himself, and it's an odd way to close out something that was clearly designed to depress the hell out of us. Yeah, second.
2: like, I noticed, like, the the opening scene of that, uh, s- that mm-hmm. well, yeah. uh, montage, like you said, was this like a girl looking really, yeah. like, sad, yeah. like... The world is closing in around her. Yeah,
1: yeah. Everybody's sad until he gets the final dude, and he's like, hmm, "Tell me more about your hard luck life." Right.
0: <laughs> well, it was one of those scenes in particular where it was almost like if you took "Brother, can you spare me a jacket?" Uh-huh. but took out learning anything about the circumstances yeah. for the people there, yeah. and just had the you know <laughs> terribly sad circumstance or the terribly sad just uh, realization that Correct. all these folks are there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was yeah. a rough scene. Yeah.
1: So Stan admits that his R&D scheme was just a ruse to dupe the Goldens out of their money. Apparently Stan didn't know that the Goldens' portfolio was currently tied up in Lillian's. (laughs) Uh, And Minx. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. true. Uh, Stan admits that his finger was too far from the pulse of the novelty-buying public. Apparently he took a bath in plastic reindeer poop. He then pivoted to a fire engine driven by a Santa, and I'm not sure what's sad or the fact that Stan thought that uh, raging fires would put people in the mood for such a novelty or the fact that he thought the Batman-loving public could be swayed by a toy fire engine. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what the markup is on a plastic fire truck, but it's probably not as great as that of a
0: Batman baseball cap. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> yeah, what, what, what car is more exciting? A fire truck? Or the Batmobile <laughs> exactly. from 89.
0: Yeah, but you know, the Batmobile from 89 did not have Santa on it, so, yeah, yeah. you know. It yeah.
2: had Batman <laughs> in it. <laughs> That's
1: right. So, long story short, you know, Stan's fire engines only arrived the night before, and so he had to take this impromptu job to make 10 or $15. Uh, Dorothy feels that this is a temporary setback. After all, if Stan's divorces have demonstrated anything, it's that he can lose 50% of his assets and still conquer a younger market. Uh, So, So speaking of Stan's divorces, it turns out that Catherine has kicked Stan to the curb. Uh, Apparently, taking her flower wasn't enough for Stan, and once again, he slept around. I can't help but think that Stan's infidelity is partially Dorothy's fault. She had the power to prevent Catherine from marrying Stan, but she didn't use it. They say it takes two to cheat, but in this case, it took
0: three. Mm. That sounds about the same kind of logic as you use in <laughs> Season 1, Episode 20. <laughs> <laughs> Adult education.
2: <laughs> Blame the woman. Blame the victim.
0: Um, I did think, I, it bothered me a little bit when Stan tells her that, you know, wife threw him out. Um, she says, uh, your wife threw you out. I had no idea she was that bright. Yeah. But she seemed to, you know, yeah. like her when they met each other. Yeah,
1: yeah. The one before that, she yeah. was, the flight attendant, when yeah, she was dumb.
0: Right. But yeah, it seemed a little unfair Agreed. to the current wife. <laughs> Agreed.
1: Any dang way. Um, so Stan's looking for a bit of sympathy, sympathy from Dorothy, and if they'd been any place <laughs> other than a church rec call, he might have gotten some. But since Dorothy can see the poor forest surrounding Stan's tree, she points out that everyone else in that room has it worse than him, and she tries to rub a little salt in that wound by pointing out that some of those folks are children. What she doesn't mention is the dude dressed up like an old-timey prospector. That guy, <laughs> <laughs> that guy has a story ripe for a spinoff, mm-hmm. and if I end up doing some Golden Girls fan fiction, I'm going to title his episode Empty Bindle. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Did you see that guy?
0: Yeah. I mean, but I just hope that your Empty Bindle spinoff starts off with a, a whole set of characters, and then your second episode, it's a whole new set of characters.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. Well, the my only...
2: story starts when I was having a free meal on exactly. Christmas.
1: <laughs> the only Oval will be the living room Davenport.
0: <laughs> I don't know either, too, how Ski sees the prospector and thinks that's where his story starts. <laughs> I feel like there's so much before that I'd no, like to hear. No, that's where it begins. <laughs> Not just as post The prospecting happens after. <laughs> uh, he was just preparing. He prepared his whole life to prospect. Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> he was one meal away from heading out onto the road.
1: I like to think in Ski's version. <laughs> the old time he... You know, he had prospecting thrust upon him because of his chlorine count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: That's, that makes every movie better. <laughs> exactly.
2: Well, that's what helped Rain really Man is, and the Wizard. It's, it's really, uh, it's it's audience, you mm-hmm. know, what is it called? Crowd service? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fan service? Yes, yeah. yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah.
1: So the next scene happens in the back of the house, and it starts with Blanche telling a story about making Christmas a little better for the future boys of the 4077. (laughs) Uh, Dorothy implies that it's a sex story, but it turns out in a roundabout way, it's about Veterans Day and Big Daddy's part ownership of the Krispy Kreme franchise. Uh, We then have a hard cut to Reverend Avery telling Rose about Stan's predicament, how it's completely understandable, and leave it to a priest to side with a pervert. (laughs)
3: Uh, But seriously,
1: (laughs) the Reverend Avery does a good job explaining to Rose that she'd be surprised uh, by how many uh, people are only two or three paychecks away from being on the street. Community resources are routinely being provided to the suddenly poor because when you're knocked down like that, it's hard to bounce back. Reverend Avery explains that affordable housing has gone away, rent prices are increasing, and the minimum wage isn't keeping pace with inflation.
0: So glad things have changed so much. <laughs> you know, Reverend
1: Avery says it's unfair, and that bastard Reagan overlooked all of it when he addressed the nation in his recently delivered farewell address. Mm. And it's a fantastic monologue, and it comes from a place of truth. After all, who knows more about being humbled than the man who tried to replace Steve Gutenberg in Police Academies 5 and 6?
3: <laughs>
0: hey, listen, he had that thrust upon him. The <laughs> man, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sophia comes
1: in to tell Dorothy that Stan is depressing the homeless, uh, Dorothy (laughs) feels the needs of the Stan outweigh the needs of the many, so she abandons her kitchen duties in order to give Stan yet another pep talk. Uh, she reminds him of all the bad Christmases he made better over the years, including the one in which they watched Jim Thorpe All-American. I had to double-check because I thought Jim Thorpe played himself in that one, like Jackie Robinson, Bob Mathias, and Muhammad Ali had done in their own sports biopics. The bad news is Jim Thorpe merely had a cameo as an assistant coach in his own biopic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good news is uh, he was played by Blanche's bucket list resident, Burt Lancaster, oh. and that probably got some Hollingsworth cheeks in the seat on the opening weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stan tells Dorothy that this setback is different. He lost it all and there's no coming back. Dorothy gives him $60 and tells him to get out, and Stan leaves in the most ungracious manner he can, and his departure ends uh, act two.
0: Okay, very nice. Very um, nice. I think that well covered it. I I did enjoy, you know, when Dorothy was trying to give him the pep talk. uh, She says the line, uh, you could charm the pants. You know, talking about him when he was younger, but I guess still applying today that you could charm the pants off anybody. I have to believe that. Otherwise, I was easy. Yeah. Um, That was a solid Dorothy line. Um, And then I also liked when she talked about how pathetic his whining was that he said that's the most effective way to whine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She makes a solid point. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that uh, that was pretty solid um, as far as uh, those lines are solid, but that was all I had to add. Yeah, cool. Do you have anything?
2: No, no, you guys' books are wonderfully cool. Well, before we get into
1: act three, I'm going to take a little break to do some uh, Florida Man oh, for December 16th. Very nice. So we got three. If you guys go to your Google machine or your Ask Jeeves or your. <laughs>
2: Oh, web, web crawler. Yeah,
1: your bing.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and they're in Florida, man, December 16th. You can read more about these three news articles. First one, a uh, Florida man arrested after shooting himself while playing cowboy. Ah. <laughs> uh, the apple of Matthew Nofsinger's eye, Matthew Nofsinger Jr., was arrested early Saturday morning after being treated for a gunshot wound at the local hospital. He first tried to claim someone else shot him, but when questioned about whether they were standing on his shoulders when he was shot, he admitted that his quick-draw routine went awry, and he'd shot himself straight down his own leg.
0: Uh, uh, so then did he get arrested for lying to the police? or like yeah. sort of a di- Oh, okay. Yep,
1: yep. Uh, filing a false report or something uh. like that. Um, uh, second one. A uh, naked Florida man steals pickup truck and leads authorities on pursuit.
0: Been there, done that. Right. Uh,
1: <laughs> Richard Blows, age forty. <laughs> Richard Blows, yeah, <laughs> was arrested on multiple charges, including grand theft. His neighbors say he has a habit of, quote, losing (laughs) his clothes. And at the time of his arrest, he was out on bond because he'd been charged with exposing himself the month before.
0: Uh, See, it's funny when you said he has a a habit of losing and you paused for a minute. I just thought they were like, he has a habit of losing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is par for the course. (laughs) Yeah. And
1: then uh, finally, a Florida man arrested after he attempted to pay for his McDonald's order with weed. Ah, so 23-year-old Anthony Andrew Gallagher. Uh, What's the we-
2: exchange rate on that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, we don't
1: know. Um, uh, so he went through the drive through and attempted to trade weed for his order. Uh, the extremely uncool cashier declined, and <laughs> Mr. Gallagher drove away. Uh, the getting more uncool by the moment cashier called the cops, and while they were there taking statements, Mr. Gallagher came back through the drive through and tried again. His persistence was rewarded with charges of marijuana possession and driving under the influence. What happened to you, McDonald's cashier? You used to be cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, listen, I started working at McDonald's many a year ago, uh-huh. and I never worked south of the Mason Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody
1: comes through, like, how many McNuggets would you give them for a dime
0: bag? <laughs> well, um, I don't know. Well, I, I definitely I would
2: not. I $10 worth? <laughs> <laughs> I, <was laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I would say
0: that I, I would not have given him any. However, I would have referred him to one of my fellow employees, <laughs> many of which would have been willing Where's to make.
1: Where's your them. entrepreneurial spirit? You could have parlayed that and become a little minor dealer for an
0: afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> See,
2: just I like to think of the prices, long game. Cut it in there. Exactly. <laughs> Put some lettuce from the <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, just
0: exactly. some shredded lettuce in there. <laughs> exactly.
1: Because you got what a fifty percent employee discount. Yeah, something
0: like that. So you could have gotten him five dollars worth of nuggets for a ten <laughs> <laughs> for a dime bag. <laughs> Yeah, I did one time when I was working there. There was a, a person who came through that was uh, inebriated. Yeah. Um, and they drove across the parking lot and parked, or they, they got their food and drove across the street to another parking lot. I believe it was a liquor store parking lot. Yeah. And I felt somewhat bad, not for that guy, but yeah. the next car in line was a police officer. And I was uh-huh. like, I'm sorry to ruin your lunch, but yeah. that dude over there is uh-huh. totally drunk. Uh-huh. And um, so she went over there and he ended up uh, getting taken away. and. Uh-huh. In her car, but then she came back around. I told her to come back and give her a free meal, (laughs) which, you know, she did take advantage of that, but I felt a little bad to ruin her lunch, but, you know, for the safety of him and and other drivers. Yep, exactly. I'm a hero. (laughs) Um,
1: My wife worked at Boston Market uh, when she was in high school, and it was across the street from a hospital, and they had somebody come in one day who had just obviously walked out of the hospital. Um, you know, they had on their gown and everything <laughs> like that, and they had no money or wallet or anything, and they were sort of mentally out of it or whatever. Mm. And so, you know, they you know, gave them their meal or whatever, and then called across the street to the hospital and was like, "Y'all lost somebody." <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, they sent over a couple orderlies to, you know pick them up and everything, but, like, the orderlies didn't offer to pay for their meal either, Uh, which I thought was, I don't know. I don't know what the etiquette is for that.
0: Now, when you say they didn't offer to pay, like, did they come over and also eat for free? No, no, they came over to collect the Uh, person who they had given the free meal to. See, I don't think, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think the etiquette would be for them to pay for it. I mean, I think that it was a a nice gesture on behalf of the employees there at Boston Market, but... I wouldn't expect the ord release to, to have to pay for it and then file an expense report with the <laughs> hospital. Take some <laughs> money out of petty cash. <laughs> yeah, so, so. Uh, I figure just knowing your wife that she Clutter's would have, feet feet she would have roughly tossed him out on his ass <laughs> <laughs> onto the street. <laughs> like no money, no pants, yeah. no service, old man. So, okay. <laughs> so.
1: oh, well, so, did, I, did I tell you how I discovered she worked at Boston Market? I don't think so. Um, so like we'd gotten a rotisserie chicken. Um, you yeah, said dinner. weed. <laughs> <laughs> Still talking about drugs. Um, it's always on the mind. <laughs> uh, we had um, <laughs> acquired a rotisserie chicken for dinner, and I took it home and I, um, I put it on the counter, and I was like, "Hey, can you uh, you know slice that for me?" And she's like, "Yeah." because I was doing something with side dishes or whatever. And she took it out and put it on the cutting board and grabbed the knife out of the block. And she quartered that bird wow. in like eight seconds. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, I had never seen anybody use a blade like that. In the fact that she just, like... <laughs> <laughs> quartered that bird. It was the most impressive and scary thing I'd ever seen in my life. Keeps you in check now, right? Exactly. It really does. And then she explained
0: she would used to work at Boston
2: uh. Market. I was
1: like, well, that makes sense. That's why you know your way around a blade.
0: <laughs> but it doesn't change. Her ability Is still remains. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. She could uh, tie my ankles together. And what, you,
2: what you don't know about her past is that she actually parlayed her knife skills into working at Boston Market from the oh. days as a ninja. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> She's like, well, it says on your resume you've got ninja experience. Exactly. Did you deal with knives? I did. Exactly. I
1: should have clarified which came first, the chicken <laughs> or the blade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like nice. you like I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. All right, so act three, uh, the community dinner is wrapping up, and all the food is gone except the fruitcake snatch. Which um, they actually got born out, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, but before the Goldens can give the bums their namesake rush, uh, Santa Stan returns it. You like that? Yeah.
0: Well, also when you said the uh, the cheese, or not cheesecakes, but the uh, fruitcakes natch, yeah. it sounded like you said everything was taken but the fruitcake snatch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Blanche was still around? It's like a Christmas what? episode. Yeah. not working blue. <laughs>
3: Uh,
1: So Santa Stan returns in order to unload his remaining merchandise. Mm -hmm. It turns out giving it to the children is cheaper than paying to store it for 12 months. Right, it's probably a tax write-off now. Well, that's exactly, (laughs) you know, he's given a hero's welcome for this tax write-off. Stan proceeds to tell the Goldens that he parlayed the $60 Dorothy gave him into some flowers for Catherine. That was enough for her to welcome him back and to subsidize his Easter schemes. Apparently one good holiday will be enough to get this Zbornak Empire back up and running. Right. Uh, The Goldens pat themselves on the back for all the good they think they've brought to the world, and Blanche includes a good line about having never felt that proud of herself so early in the evening. And the Goldens wrap up the episode and say that, although they cannot do anything to alleviate poverty, they can keep the pores in their hearts and minds all year long. I suppose they'll be able to remember the pores for 52 weeks. After all, it took them 54 weeks to forget about that brother from whom they asked to spare a jacket.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that closes us out? Yep. Okay, very nice. Uh, well, we did have uh, three guest actors that were credited in that episode. Uh-huh. Of course, uh, Herb Elman again, as Stan. Yeah. Uh, we also had uh, Matt Mc- uh, Matt McCoy yeah. as uh, Father Avery. Yeah. He has 127 titles to his name. A couple episodes of Seinfeld in there as, as Lloyd Brown, yeah. which I remember that. Uh, yeah. This was his only Golden Girls episode. Mm-hmm. Um, he did play in four episodes of Jack Ryan, which Brent didn't you say you were a fan of that <laughs> yeah, show? It's a great show. Yeah.
2: Uh, the new the new one. On, mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah. was on.
0: Yeah, with the uh, with um uh, Jim Halpert. Yep. And he did have uh, one episode of Star Trek: Next Generation as a. Divinoni Rao. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. You say, yeah, do you remember that? Nah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but don't forget,
1: we had a couple of police academies. Yes, that is true, too. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and then we also had Cynthia Lee Clark. This is her fourth of the fifth Golden Girls. Uh, she played a homeless person. This was... The fourth of five times that I think she credits herself, basically, I don't think any of these were actually credited in the episode. Yeah, and I think she like added that to her own IMDb profile because I don't remember her having a line. Yeah, generally you have to
1: in order to. (laughs) I think
0: all five of her Golden Girls appearances are all added by her or her representation. So, Um, so Ski, uh, who got your MVP for that episode?
2: Actually, Stan.
0: Stan, wow.
2: He was predictably horrible, which in this case I found almost funny this time. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he was kind at the end. He's I the man him. you love to hate. Man, <laughs> you know, almost. Season. Like, he was he was meaner than normal to Dorothy, which seemed out, almost out of character for him. Mm-hmm. But uh, for whatever reason, and also I picked him because I know you hate him so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, you
0: picking Stan makes you my LVP for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a cold day in hell before I dominate <laughs> Stan. <laughs> How about you, Brent? Who was your MVP for this one? Uh, Reverend Avery. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought his monologue was fantastic. Um, it really I thought was. He was. He was great the entire time. I thought he was just a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. And he's always a good actor in everything I see him in. Like, he's
0: definitely had a journeyman's career.
2: I think I actually do remember the uh, Star Trek episode you were talking about. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I think I remember. He has
0: a very memorable face. I mean, obviously, yeah. he's yeah. been in some big things. But, um, well, who was your, uh, or how many, oh, my MVP for that one was Dorothy. I thought that she, she did a. Pretty good job in her role um, yeah. with dealing with Stan and whatnot, and I thought she was funny early in the first half of the episode yeah. as well. I did one thing we didn't really touch on too much. One of my favorite scenes of that particular one was when they were going around the table picking the names mm-hmm. um, and, you know, them celebrating as they didn't get. Uh, <laughs> yeah. or Rose didn't pick them. So, yeah. But anyways, uh, Ski, who, how many slices of cheesecake did this one get for you?
2: I gave it four. I thought it was a nice Christmas episode, uh, but a bit depressing, like we talked about. Uh I was actually discouraged because, as you alluded to, there's not been a whole lot of improvement in society since 1989. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: definitely true. A lot of the
2: same things they were talking about were playing, you know, you know the pores. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, they're all still around. That's definitely Maybe true. worse in some regard.
0: Yeah. How about you, Burn, How many slices for you? Uh, one and a half. Okay. I did I, not like it at all. I didn't either. I gave it a two. Okay. Um, I, I thought the first half of it was, mm-hmm. was okay. solid um, yeah. and that pulled it up, but the second half, like I said, you had the sad aspect Oof. of it that you know, kind of accompanied brother, yeah. can you spare a jacket? But you didn't even get to know the people. Yeah. You know, or anything about their circumstances. Stan brings everything down and I thought this was Stan's worst episode Agreed. if I had to pick. Yeah. He definitely was definitely his worst.
1: Like there was no redeeming thing at all. Even, you know, his big hero moment at the end was just
0: self serving. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it didn't yeah, it wasn't anything out of his pocket. Um, yeah, exactly. He was like, Oh, I ran down to the store and shed and <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> picked this stuff up. Well so, yeah, I, I thought it was a, probably one of the – maybe the worst episode of this season so far. Definitely, yeah. It's, um, it's definitely my least favorite since Brother Can You Spare a Jacket. Yeah. So. I,
2: I actually picked four thinking that I was a little on the high side, so you guys are <laughs> – yeah.
0: Well, uh, clearly it won't be competing at the end. Not <laughs> yeah. for best episode. Um, but – uh with that in mind, or with that being said, stay golden, Coco. Yep. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.